In the holy name of Jesus. Amen. After this, Jesus, knowing that all things were now accomplished, and that the scripture might be fulfilled, said, I thirst. What scripture would be fulfilled with those words, I thirst? Well, we might think back to the people of God as they wandered through the Sinai Peninsula. You remember that they hungered and they thirsted and they complained about it. They grumbled at Moses. God heard their complaint. He heard their thirst. The rod of Moses struck the rock, and out of it streams flowed forth. They were refreshed by these waters, as they had grown faint with thirst. By the water that flowed from the rock, the thirst of the people was quenched. And as the Apostle reminds us, this rock was Christ. And the fountain that flowed forth from the rock are the springs of living water that are in Christ, where the thirst of all peoples are quenched. Jesus himself made a similar exodus as he went out into the wilderness. There he hungered, and I think he thirsted too, for those 40 days. You remember there, Satan tempted him to turn stones into bread, much like Moses had turned that stone into a living spring 400 years before. But there in the wilderness, Jesus restrained his need, his bodily need, for food and perhaps also for water. We know from the Passion account that Jesus while he hung there, prayed the Psalms. Perhaps also he prayed, before he said those words, I thirst, Psalm 63. O God, thou art my God, I shall seek thee earnestly. My soul thirsts for thee, my flesh yearns for thee, in a dry and weary land where there is no water. Or perhaps Psalm 42. As the deer pants for the water brooks, so my soul pants for thee, O God. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. When shall I come and appear before God? All of this hungering and thirsting of our Lord, of course, was a continuation of the word that he said to John the Baptist after his baptism, in water. Let it be so now, for thus it is fitting for us to fulfill all righteousness. Immediately then, the devil cast him out into the wilderness to be tempted again with hunger and thirst. His hunger would go unmet and his thirst would go unquenched until finally devil, hell, and death were vanquished. He hungered and thirsted, not just bodily. Think about what he prayed upon the mountaintop. He said, Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. 
Thus it is fitting for us to fulfill all righteousness. So today we hear of Christ at his cross, and again his mouth is parched. His agony, his pain, his carrying the cross to Golgotha, even his bloody sweat from Gethsemane has leached his body of moisture. In anguish, Jesus cries out to fulfill the scripture, I thirst. I thirst. But the men only gave him sour wine, vinegar on a sponge, just as the psalmist had spoken, and for my thirst they gave me vinegar to drink, Psalm 69. In the past, at the beginning of his ministry, Satan reminded him of his bodily needs, of his thirst and hunger. But at the cross, Jesus needs no such reminder. The spirit is willing, but indeed the body is weak. He hungers and thirsts, but not only bodily, but for your righteousness, for your forgiveness. Is there any other way for that hunger and thirst for righteousness to be fulfilled than Christ Jesus? This is wonderfully encapsulated by C.S. Lewis in his book, The Silver Chair. One of the Pevensey children, Jill, is lost in the forest. And she comes upon a vision of Aslan, who is the Christ figure in the text, by a river. She asked, or he asks her, Are you thirsty? said the lion. I'm dying of thirst, said Jill. Then drink, said the lion. Will you promise not to do anything to me if I do come? said Jill. I make no promise, said the lion. Well, then I dare not come and drink, said Jill. But then you will die of thirst, said the lion. Oh, dear said Jill, coming another step nearer. I suppose I must go and look for another stream then. There is no other stream, said the lion. There is no other stream, no other way to quench the thirst than Christ. His thirst upon the cross was to satisfy our parched souls. He came, he died, and he will rise to satisfy that thirst. In his suffering and death, Jesus fits the description of what he himself said on that mountain. Blessed are the poor in spirit, those who mourn, the meek, those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. Those beatitudes are first and foremost a description of Christ Jesus, and then descriptions of his followers. Christ hungered and thirsted for our righteousness, and then he shows us what we already are in Jesus, those who hunger and thirst for Christ's righteousness, to receive from him. For in Christ we have the answer to all of our need. We have the fulfillment of the longing of the psalmist and the promises of the prophets. You remember what Isaiah foretold 
He said, My people will not hunger or thirst, neither will the scorching heat or the sun strike them down. For he who has compassion on them will lead them and will guide them to springs of water. Guide you to his living water. We know that that's what he was about. He did it early in his ministry. He called a woman to meet him at a well and there gave her living water. He told her, Everyone who drinks of the water of this Jacob's well shall thirst again. But whoever drinks of the water that I shall give him shall never thirst. But the water that I shall give him shall become in him a well of water springing up to eternal life. And he says again, I am the bread of life. He who comes to me shall not hunger, and he who believes in me shall never thirst. So we heard of from Christ a well of water coming forth as the soldier pierced his side. From his side flowed blood and water, and in that blessed stream is your life, eternal life. He is the well to which we draw life. All that drink from him are never weary, and in him they can forget their pains. He satisfies the desperate thirst of those who thirst by his thirst. He gives us a glimpse of what it will be like here as we receive from him his good gifts, what it will be like to never hunger and thirst again. As St. John tells us, they shall hunger no more, neither thirst any more. Neither shall the sun be down on them, nor any heat. For the Lamb in the center of the throne shall be their shepherd and shall guide them to springs of the water of life. And God shall wipe away every tear from their eyes. Let us pray. Love caused your incarnation. Love brought you down to me. Your thirst for my salvation has procured my liberty. O love beyond all telling that led you to embrace in love, all love excelling our lost and fallen race. Savior, child of Mary, who felt all human woe. Savior, King of glory, who triumphed o'er our foe. Bring us at length, we pray, to the bright courts of heaven and into endless day. In the name of Jesus. Amen.